You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Honest AF Show with me, Daniela Clark. And me, Barbara Ann Wild. And we are recording remotely today. Hi, Barbara Ann Wild. <laughs> Hi, Daniela. Hi, I miss you so much. When are you coming to visit me again? Oh, I am going to be with you all weekend. You're going to have to throw me out. Oh my God, I can't wait. <laughs> That's right. We've got a whole, we have a whole weekend situation going on. We are doing our podcast and then we're going roller skating. Yes. My favorite thing to do. Oh my God. I can't wait. So, all right. Well, this is kind of fun. We have a guest today. Yes, and we do. I'll introduce him to everybody. And his name is Andre Parody. And Andre, welcome. Andre is a relationship coach and two-time best-selling author on Amazon. Welcome to um, Honest AF. Hi, good morning. Good morning, ladies. Thank you good for morning. having me. This is the crack of ass for me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's midday for me. <laughs> I am so glad we can't see each other and that we're actually just on a mic. Because <laughs> that would terrify everyone involved. You're funny. <laughs> so happy to have you, Andre. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So These conversations always get me going. They're so necessary, especially now, as I feel like we're all kind of coming out of this pandemic and have been, you know, kind of shut in with mm. our significant others. I, I, I sometimes wonder, are people faring better that were kind of shut down by themselves than the people that were <laughs> coupled up? Yeah, there's, yeah, there's both, really. First, tell us a little bit about what it is that you do, and then let's talk a little bit about all that. Sure. So my name is Andre Parody. Uh, I live in Los Angeles. I'm a relationship coach, and an NLP coach, neurolinguistic programming coach. I'm an educator of effective communication strategies. Oof, that's a mouthful. <laughs> uh, and what does NLP mean? Neurolinguistic programming. It's, it's, oh. it's, a, it's a new modern way to do, in a lot of ways, uh, Therapy, where you, instead of sitting on the couch for three years and trying to like get yourself on the other side of whatever it is that troubles you, you we do quick processes, 15, 20 minutes, and get stuff like trauma to the nervous system off of you in minutes. Wow. Minutes. Fantastic. Yeah. So it's very popular. Like every therapist knows about it, but they don't like to do it because it works too well. They can't keep you on the couch for three years. It's just safe to say. <laughs> so They can't charge you by the hour. For three years, it's done. It goes, it goes quick, so it moves people through their stuff like rapidly. So that's the first thing I do with my clients because you can't step into a healthy relationship if you don't bring in your old baggage. So we have to start with that. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the work. Fun stuff. How does that work? Like, what can you give us an example of what it is? Yeah, that you do? There's, there's different ways. We use you use the subconscious. Most people don't really fully know the subconscious is always awake and always even when you're sleeping, it's always conscious, right? So it records everything, it senses everything, it picks everything else. It has a higher uh, resonance vibrationally. So, like, when you make decisions as a young person about people, life, yourself, the world, right? We've all had injuries. We've all had like all, you know, all of us have a past mm -hmm. and we get stuck on stuff that we decided is the truth, even though it's just our truth. Often these things get stuck on your nervous system. Like if, you know, the programming that you basically, it's almost like, it's like programming the computer that's blank and then becomes who you think you are, how you see the world and, you know, the world, people, yourself. So, 
we use the subconscious through sometimes hypnosis, but sometimes a lot of imagery, imagery. So because whatever you, when you close your eyes and you use all your senses. So everything you like, you know, when you close your eyes, you can imagine, you see pictures, you can smell things that could guide you through using all your senses to take, literally take you on an adventure. And the process itself will wash off, you know, the, the belief system that you have, <clears throat> excuse me, and through the subconscious, which actually drives the show, our subconscious drives 90% of our lives. So it's a way to take the back door, if you want, mm-hmm. to uh, take this off of you. It's fantastically simple and so effective. So do you recommend, Andre, working on yourself first before you would you would bring a couple in as a client because wouldn't we have to clear our own baggage before we can, you know, bring ourselves to the table? Yeah, absolutely. So for with couples, I, I typically work with people before they, they realize something's not working. They, they, ah. see the, their, they see the patterns, right? I mean, men are all, right? When you start saying men are all and they always and they never, <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. Same with men, right? Women are all, they're never, they always, we have a pattern. This is you. <clears throat> so the problem is, so when people get to that, I think it's me, which is always us. We always drive everything around us. <clears throat> um, so they'll come at me before when they realize they're stuck in a loop. Mm. Do this kind of work. And then I teach them the dynamics of healthy relationship, like what men are looking for, why why men do what they do why they're so confusing, what motivates them, you know, how they speak is different than how you speak. The way they listen is different than the way you listen. And so then, then all the dismantling of all the, the the details of being different, you know, humans, you know, our culture is very popular trying to t- teach everyone that there's no gender and everybody's equal. Well, equal rights, equal pay, equal opportunity, equally important, but men are not the same as women in any way, just the way they function. And we all know this. But we're trying to neutralize all this, and often that's that's where it becomes even more of a problem. So it's more it's when you learn the differences that you can actually you know I call it gender intelligence, where you could if you cross the bridge over man world if you're a woman to find out how they function and why. There's a lot of instinctual stuff. There's a lot of it's amazingly uh, different when you understand men more. For most women, they take fifty percent of what you've taken personally in life with men goes away because you go oh. It's just, oh, so when you put that together, like it's liberating for you as women with us. And I say the same thing with men. I I say, men, if you want a relationship with a woman, cross over the bridge into a woman world and go find out, you know, what motivates motivates them. Why they seem to take things so personally all the time. Why are they so sensitive? Why they... Their emotions seems to always run them over and we find that frustrating. How does that work? Again, a lot of instinct stuff and that. So when you both sort of have a knowledge on the other side, then I say we can meet on the bridge in the middle and with with understanding, you know, each other better, you could actually start what I call dancing together, right? Like a relationship is like ballroom dancers. You have to get into each other's arms and then learn to dance. And in the beginning, because disco dancing requires nothing, right? You're just in front of each other, <laughs> right? You're not touching each other. You're like you're just sort of like, oh yeah, we're together. We live together, right? We, we live together, and we share the bills fifty fifty. And, and that's that's not what I'm talking about. That's one way to relate, but that's really a safe. I call it cowardly to relate, honestly. But if you really want to get into the flow of relationship, really get together, you have to get each other's arms, like ballroom dancers. And in the beginning, because. It's complicated a little bit. Right? It's a lot of details. Like ballroom dancers, you step on each other's toes, you know, and if you, you know, if <laughs> sometimes when you try to assist each other, not really getting in flow, you'll, I'll get as a male, the elbow to the face, you know, oops, she was trying to help and she misunderstood my, you know what I mean, my, my lead and or the need to the groin. So like ballroom dancers, if you watch them, dance they're amazing right like the way they glide and they're in sync and it's unbelievable but it takes training together and so in my world that's how i teach relationships you have to you have to train you have to understand how that dynamic works and it's not neither is more important is together there's two parts that make the dance you know what i mean like a, a bottom dancer woman the the, the the girl is not passive by any means you know what i mean so often it's a mistake did anyway. you find your did you find yourself in your current 
coaching position because of your background in dance? I did Absolutely. read that you are a professional dancer and you, yeah. you know, danced for most of your life. So yeah. I would see that that analogy is, is, couldn't be more appropriate. That it was so obvious, right? Like every time I could put a girl in my arms, something has to happen for us to flow. Like every time, no matter who the girl is. And so it's, it's right there. The metaphor is incredible. Um, as as yeah. soon as this COVID thing finally phase, you know, I'm, Something I've been working for a couple of years. I was just about to do it when that happened, but um, I'm creating like relationship workshops, including that that involves dancing. When I put a man or a woman in a man's arm, everything about each one of them pops up right there. <laughs> if she can't be vulnerable and let him like lead, it's right in her face. It's right there, and she doesn't trust him, and he, he's not confident. It's right there. Like you, you mm-hmm. watch him literally on the spot, like, and that's their lives. Mm-hmm. relationships you know so. i've actually heard that dancing is really important in the relationship too mm-hmm. just to like keep it you know romantic and stay connected yeah a lot of sensuality in that a lot of mm-hmm. fun right a lot of connection a lot of you know he gets to be the man you know in, in that way and he gets to take him on a on a little trip called a dance and she even though she's not passive at all she's you know holding her space she's holding her back she's holding she has to hold her side for him to be able to lead her Mm. at the same time she has to be vulnerable to his leadership because she has to trust that she can let go and follow him so he doesn't drive her into it at a couple a table a wall right there's a lot of trust (laughs) but seriously and even as a male i could tell you this i could i could I could lead her too hard. I could actually hurt her if I lead her too hard, right? The same thing in relationship. It's amazing. So it tra- it takes a lot of vulnerability for the woman, plus her strength that needs to support the, the, the dance. And on my side, it, it takes some sensitivity with my leadership to not overtake her and actually possibly hurt her. So like, and the energy within that, fantastic, right? Just, it's, it's, yeah, the metaphors are just unbelievable. Mm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I tend to like to dance freestyle, so I guess that's a whole uh, session or two with you I would need to uh, work on. <laughs> it's, it's much easier, you know, dancing on your own. It's much easier. You do whatever you want, and you turn around, you know, you're dancing with somebody else. That's not, that's not a relationship. You know, that's, 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 that's a hookup. Well, hookup is more like slam dancing, right. you know, but that's just like a, that's what I call a convenient sort of like, yeah, we're together kind of thing but we're not sharing anything we're not in it together we, you know there's no there's 50 50 everything it's it's nobody's fully vulnerable nobody's fully invested you see what i mean and then you wonder why eventually it dies off it, there's not enough investment there's not enough stepping in and really making it you know learning how to dance like right it, it Although I, my husband and I have, uh, were almost married 30 mm-hmm. years, and I want to say that we've just been like a lifetime of hookups because I don't know <laughs> if we've ever had our connection is more physical than than cerebral. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, if it works for you, right? There's no right and wrong. It's just often just not knowing how to, what your style is, what works for you and vice versa. Andre, are you in a relationship? Yes, I'm married 28 years. We have two grown children or grown teenagers. Oh, nice. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. My, my wife was obviously, uh, she came into my dance class and uh, that was it. One, two, three, two seconds, and this was my woman. And That's you, amazing. You, you guys had your rhythm. Did, Straight up. <laughs> I always feel like when there's a relationship coach, it's kind of like going to a hairdresser. I always look at their hair. Before they cut my hair. <laughs> no, fair, fair enough. That's typically the first question: Are you in a relationship? Because you, I don't know if you've seen my picture, but I, I have long hair. I look like a rocker a lot of times. Yeah, I saw. You musician. <laughs> you're the drummer. You're the drummer, right? I'm like, yeah, you're amazing. How do you know? Like so, but I'm not. I'm not of that. But uh, I'm an artist, so I look the part. Yeah. Uh, but often people like look at me. I look like the player. I look like the guy who would, you know. Yeah. Play with the ladies and like disappear. our husbands. Well, maybe <laughs> I haven't seen your husband, but I'm exact opposite. Yeah, so yeah. I'm exact opposite of that in every way. It just looked this way. I, I wanted to ask you, what are some like if you can give us like three top relationship like complaints and how you would kind of approach those? Well, okay, the big ones is for men. They go, "Why is she taking everything personally?" <laughs> why why is this bothering her? Like this is so stupid. Why is she like? Why, so men don't understand. Often, 
why you emotionally like emotion like everything seems to make you feel good and bad moment to moment. And I go, well, that's a woman. That's a perfectly normal woman. Like you could fight that, but if you <laughs> tell a woman that you know her feelings are not important or like they should just discard them, and she'll try to put a brick in your face because that's the rudest thing in the world. Like how a woman feels in a mo- in the moment is just who she is. She you can't help how you feel. But because you, I call that externally motivated, you know, beings, you ladies are aware of everything around you. This is like ancestral stuff, cave woman stuff. To survive, you had to be aware of everything around you at all times. Mm-hmm. Everything. So everything you see, smell, hear, taste, touch, it, you're so aware of in front of you, always vigilant, and it makes you feel good or bad, moment to moment. Right? Like, like you're having a great time and somebody flips you off on the freeway, now you're furious. And whoever's in the car with you, like, what the hell? She just, who cares? Let it go. And she's like, right? Because she can't help how she feels. It's just triggered. Mm-hmm. So I often say women are like the weather. You know, they'll change moment to moment. <laughs> and sometimes it's my fault. Sometimes it's your fault. Sometimes it's nobody's fault. Sometimes it's the weather, literally. So that's a woman. So we don't make them wrong for this, even though it's confusing to us and often irritating, right? Like my wife has... My wife is lovely and sweet and fantastic. She's a great mom. She's so easygoing. She's almost like she's very little maintenance, you know, as a male. But when she speaks to her mother sometimes on Sunday afternoon when we have the family date, all of a sudden, like, gets off the phone and now oh, she's mad, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and because she's mad. Funny. Right. So when she now that she's mad, now like the, the whole house is polluted with mad. It was a great day. We're chilling. You know, now, now everything's wrong, right? And all of a sudden, like, it's, we're all paying for that. It's, that's what it feels like, you know? And so I want to say, like, why the hell do you let that bother you? Let her be. That's always like, but I can't do this. She wants to kill me. Mm-hmm. So that, for, I, I explained to men, you have to acknowledge her feelings and try to help her feel better, right? You say, I'm sorry, mom makes you mad. It's always the same. I'm so sorry. Acknowledge her feelings. Now she, in that, she feels seen and recognized that she's mad and somehow that suits her. Like, like somebody sees her for this moment and feel, I'm sorry, feel terrible about, you know, you mad at your mom. Is there anything I could do to make you feel better? <gasps> well, you know, I just, I'm just going to go sit outside for a minute. And if you join me in 10 minutes, you know, right now I'm the hero. But so anyway, so men don't understand women take everything personally. You're wired that way. It's built that way. Mm-hmm. On the other side, for you ladies, the big complaint is typically, I don't know what he's thinking, I don't know what he's feeling, I don't know what's going on with him, I don't know if he likes me, I don't know how he feels about me, I wish he'd reveal himself more, I wanted to talk, I wanted to talk, I wanted to talk, I wanted to talk. And that's, again, away from a man's nature. Men don't talk as much as women. We all know this. Mm-hmm. You know, you use well, 7,000 Except my words. husband. He knows uh, not talking. Some men do. Is he... Is he, is he is he left-handed? <laughs> well, he's a musician. He he's left-handed, uh, not in that's writing, a, but in everything else, pretty that's, much. That's called ambidextral. He's yes, left, he left, is he's, ambidextral. He's got, a, he's got a left-handed brain, which means yes, he does. He could talk like a girl. I'm sorry, it's just there's yes. nothing wrong with that. But he's that. So that happens, right? There's genetics in place. Ten percent of men are left-handed. They're very artistic. They talk like women. They talk to connect. Other men, right-handed men, don't do this. So, right. <laughs> so know know your audience, right? So with him, you're gonna have often you'll you find yourself getting run over by words, <laughs> run 100%. over by words, and then you end up sitting there like the quiet man, right? <laughs> because he's talking. Mm-hmm. Now these left-handed guys are often easier to be in relationships with because they're more hearty, they're more artistic, they're more right brain. You know what I mean? They're more feelers. They can talk about their feelings, but the problem sometimes where you'll find yourself irritated with him is then when you feel like sharing something to feel better and then he wants to share something now you're both competing for the space right and then it'll make you crazy like can you just shut up and listen to me once kind of, you know, <laughs> where you don't have that problem with a, a man are you listening right? in our house you're a fly on the wall i think it's just how it is it's just like it's this literally abcs it's just how it goes right so it's 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 after doing this for so many years, I guess there's no more surprises. It's always the same thing. Different <laughs> scenarios, but I can predict every one, every one of them pretty much. So that said, you know, typical right-handed men don't speak that much. You know, men don't – women talk for connection, right? You talk – the way you talk to each other, you see this, right? It means nothing. It's a lot of words, but it's all connective. 
oh my god, I love that dress. Oh, thank you. Where'd you get a hand? And then he goes into like, oh, and but it's, there's nothing of necessarily content. It's just sharing. But for you ladies, that's connection and that's safety. And that as long as she responds, she likes you. And so you know that you're good, you know. But we don't do this. We don't speak for connection. We speak to for data transfer. <laughs> and right? Like it's just this is the point. This is what I'm talking. And then I'm not talking. And for men, actually, women don't understand that for men talking, for most men, talking is work. It takes energy, it takes thinking. And if I don't feel like it, I'm going to do really short as much as possible. Even if I feel like it, I'll get to the point, get off the phone. I'll get to the point and move on. Right. So ladies often feel like because he's not talking enough, like women do to connect, that they're missing out on something that's happening with him. They're not sure that's happening with him. And what if, and what if, and what if. So you're always trying to dig at him to find out what's going on inside of him. That's not his nature. Now, there's ways to do this, and that's what I teach. But again, you have to look, you have to know your audience. So. Men don't talk to connect. Men don't want to talk to connect. If you make, if you try to make them talk, they usually get irritated. Do you know what I mean? And so that's a big disconnect with women. Are like, and in our culture, because and you know this, you you see it everywhere. We we our culture is very now much very feminized. We're trying to make men act like women. A good man should be sensitive. Talk about his feelings, right? Talk more. Be connective. Be sweet. Be sensitive, right? Well, that's a girl. That's not a man. Not a right-hand man, anyway. So there's a place in between, but what I usually bring my my clients excuse me, to is that your way is to to connect and feel safe and communicate with words more. That's not his default system. So we don't get to make him wrong for his way. We get to actually meet in the middle again. It's a bit, again, in the middle of the bridge, right? Men do it differently. Men connect differently. What does that look like? Oh, nobody knows, which is interesting. Men do it instinctively, but they can't really explain it. So I have to teach you ladies, you know, his way. And when you recognize it, you go, oh, look at him go. Right? So you get to find out how he feels about you by everything that he's doing much more than what he's saying. And there's many layers in that. So so that's really the big disconnect typically. Like... You know, she takes everything personally. Now she's crazy again. I hate to say that, but that's what they say. Like, she's nuts again. Like, she's crazy again. I don't know what's going on with her. She was fine a minute ago. And the other side is, you know, because men don't talk, women assume that men are shallow, men are selfish, men don't care. That's not true at all. That's not true at all. But that's the big one. There. What are some of the challenges that, you know, I know a lot of people, like Barb and I talk about this a lot, like with the pandemic and everything, people have Mm -hmm. been kind of like getting on each other's nerves, going a little crazy. Do you have any tips or ideas on how people can kind of manage? Manage, exactly. <laughs> sure. No, I know. And it, it goes right back to what I was just saying, honestly. It's interesting. Again, default system, DNA, right? Caveman, cavewoman, like our, 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 prefer, our, our different operating system. So when you, this pandemic has been very stressful and then people are now stuck in the house together, stressed. What's happening? What's the future? How are we going to, how are we going to, how, right? Yeah, I so, mean, that's the thing is there's so many stresses to what's been going on. Not only are people locked in together, but people are having financial hardships. Yep, yep. Um, people are, are, are really worried about things. People are getting sick. It's just there's so much. And how do you how do you keep your relationship? How do you manage your relationship and, and not, you know, A, kill each other or take it out on each other? Or Well, you have to, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like we deal with stress as men and women very differently. Right. You know, and when I say men and women, of course, you have to give me the you have this space to make generalizations, like sweeping generalization, right? It's right. not a hundred percent, but it's of most uh, normal males. Eighty percent of normal. When I mean normal, like melt, you know, healthy in the head, like not psychotic, not neuron, you know, psychotic. But but eighty percent of normal male, when you say this to them, this is what's going to happen. Same with the ladies. So I'm making generalization here, but it's the only it's the only right. we have this conversation. I have to say this because people always, I'm not like this. I'm like, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Good for you. Right. That's, <laughs> that I'm not, ta- that I'm not talking to you. Right. So, so uh, even when I say masculine and feminine, sometimes men are more feminine than, than women. And some women are more masculine than men. So it's all, it's all in the continuum, which I want to say, but for the sake of conversation, generalization. So most normal males deal with stress by doing what? 
They get very quiet yeah. and they go away. They go to the man cave. They just yeah. they, they they isolate because yeah. this is how they process. They actually go process in their heads very slowly, and they don't want to worry the wife because if they worry the wife or the girlfriend, she gets worse, which actually pollutes his world even worse. So he's going to try to protect her by not sharing his angst and his anxiety and his fears, and the stress, and he's going to try to remove himself not to make it worse. Problem is for a woman. Because she's stressed and feeling weird and scared and all this stuff, she wants to talk about it to feel better. So he's trying not to talk about it so she doesn't get more worried. But the fact that he doesn't makes her more worried because now she feels abandoned in the fact that she's stressed. As he's like, so what's he doing with the bills? And he's really, what's the plan for the money? What's the plan for the future? How are we going to handle this? And so, again, the instinct is for men to not talk and isolate. And for mm-hmm. women to try to bring him in so she knows what's happening and she's trying to connect more because that makes her feel safe. So mm-hmm. the reflex are in opposition, and I go, same thing again, we have to meet in the middle. So I teach men, look, you have to, you got, you got to talk to her. You got to go in and go, honey, like, is there anything I could say or do? And you want to know what's happening, you know, that I'm doing to make sure that we're going to be okay with this? Like, you got to go and make, you have to go connect with her in the way that works for her. And for you, you also have to understand, you know, that he needs some of that isolation. This is how he de-stresses. This is how he calms down, if you want. You know what I mean? So there's this both. Like, he's got to give you some, and you got to give him some, and you go back and forth. And the communication stuff that I teach is always, a, like a, it's also a very respectful way to bring in the, you know, babe, I'm feeling really shaky. This is, let's say, the woman. Like, I'm feeling very, like, uh, nervous and uncomfortable and scared. I'd like to share and talk to you about what's happening and maybe like how we can support each other. You know, it's a good time today. Hopefully like you approach him in the way that he respects the response, you know, mm-hmm. as men do, because they, they men need to be approached respectfully. That's a whole different topic. Women as well, but it's different. Women are always ready to talk. Men have to be set up. If you want, you know what I mean? You have to mm-hmm. set him up. Like I need this from you, please. When's a good time. And then he's going to go, let me finish this. I'll be right there. You know, like mm-hmm. or like I have to come back from the store, like you have to set him up for him to be now ready to communicate, open up and you know, find out what it is you want to talk about. So that's one way to approach him. And sometimes when he's too isolated, you have to babe, I need to I, I need a little bit more of you. I need a little bit more conversation. I need I need to connect. Can we make some time together? Like so the dance again, the dance back and forth in between, but understanding both of our innate sort of operating system that often with stress pushes completely apart so basically you're trying to set each other up for a safe place you know um is is what i'm getting from what you're saying so you need to find that place of safety for both of you yeah because because the reflex will be him isolating will make her feel worse so the tension gets worse in the house she'll take that personally look he doesn't care i'm stressed out and he's hiding or he's not talking to me, or I don't know what's happening with the bills, or I don't know what the plans are for, right? And you get more stressed out, which is interesting enough, men are very, very, I don't know if you've noticed this, but men are very responding to your energy, like mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, like like you don't, I'm, I can tell you I'm a male, I can tell you like it's it's bigger than you think. So if you walk in the house and you're happy, you're like, hey babe, come over, grab your butt, give you a kiss, right? Right? <laughs> like I'm happy to see you and I want to be in, I want to have you in my space. But if you come home crabby and stressed out and angry, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the room. I'm gonna right. leave the room, right? Like that kind of that kind of. So we're very 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 in tune with your energy. So if if his lack of communication makes her feel more stressed, he'll stay away even more, which is the kiss of death. Do you know what I mean? So you gotta you gotta sort of be able to communicate that, like how you feel when you calm a little bit, be able for him to come and rescue you if that's what you need, that's what you want. And for him, again, understanding that the more he hides, the less he can figure out in his head a lot of times. We're, we're in our heads, we're in our heads, we're in our heads. And sometimes with just too much stuff to manage, it swirls and it swirls and it swirls. And we get more stressed out because we can't spill it out. You know what I mean? When I make men talk, it's, you know, they go, oh, I don't want to talk about it. When it's a problem, like, well, we're not talking just to connect. We're not trying to connect. If you explain to me what's happening, you'll have to sort it out in your head to explain it to me. And often in the sorting it out to speak about it, 
they go, oh, look, that's what it is. Right? So it's a way of finding out. So you leave them alone, they get worse. You leave them alone, you leave her alone, she gets worse. We got to get on the bridge. I've discovered yeah. that I have male energy. Me sure. too. 100%. I, I, I can hear it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I, I don't mean to be, you know, I can hear it. There's a, yeah. there's a, there's a pace of the voice. There's a pace of the energy of women when they're masculine. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You just got to be able to dance back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. Because you, to get things done, you have to be new masculine. That's just, it's just how it is, right? To produce mm-hmm. results is to be on point, to, you know, make things happen. It's all masculine. Mm-hmm. What I see, my clients, most of them, their problems in relationship is they don't know they're in their masculine or they don't know how much they're in the masculine. And with that, it repels masculine man, which is what, you know, the ones that are the more, the most um, predictable, the ones who step up, the one who is the right thing, the one, the one, the, the ones who want to be your heroes, they're masculine. But if you're in your masculine, you repel them and you don't know why. And so you end up attracting what I call boys It'll work for a while, but off, often it gets derailed, you know, down the down the line because you get tired, and a lot of the time women will lose respect for boys because they don't really produce, they don't have, you know what I mean. So you end up carrying the load, and often you feel like your biggest mom, and that is not sexy, right? Uh, like, uh-huh. Nobody, yes. nobody is gonna have sex with their mom if you're normal, <laughs> and yeah. no mom wants to have sex with a boy. So no. that, that's usually where things get derailed because eventually you're the man and he's the girl. And but he's still a man because he's got, you know, testicles and testosterone. And I hate to say this, but I see this all the time. It's almost like you can stamp it. Is your your personal life? You know, if you're the if you're the mom and he's a son, you're doing most of the work and you make him comfortable, which is life. Yep. Typically, it's the other way around. Like men are supposed to provide, protect, and to make sure that you're comfortable. Because when a woman's comfortable, the energy from her is lovely and open and easy and happy and joyful and warm and radiant. And that's what we want. So if it's the other way around where he wants to be comfortable and, you know, and chill out and whatever, you're doing all the work. You're stressed out. And but he's still a man, so you're not, you know, your love, your love life goes down the toilet, and you find out five years later he's having, a, he has a girlfriend on the side because <laughs> he has testosterone. This, you know, and then you go after all this time, I did all the work, and I thought, and, and then big, big old betrayed. That's that's very common, and I hate to say this, but it's like again, but nobody's gonna have sex with their mom, right? So it's so, always just a balance. Everything is a balance. Absolutely. Yep. You have it's to all- know. Yeah, yeah. It's have all to know. a dance. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, you know, my job is to figure out like, do you want to be a masculine woman? Do you want to be a powerful woman? Do you want to be like the do you want to be the man? Which is fine, right? But understand the only thing that you're gonna attract because it's polarity, it's nature again. I don't all I teach is nature and science. It's not my opinion. It's you know. So if if you're masculine, you will attract feminine. That's okay. That's fine. If that's where you want to be, I mean some women like that, want that. Do you know what I mean? Now, again, to me, long-term is dangerous because, like what I just said, and some men would rather chill out and would rather be comfortable. They don't really want to compete. You know, like, man, they feel inadequate, actually, typically is what happens. It starts in childhood. It's an injury, blah, blah, okay. But without really being aware of all this dance, again, uh, sometimes you'll get in settings where it, it won't go forever. You know what I mean, so if so, you have, but you have to decide. So if the guy wants to be soft, and feminine, and the woman's event, it'll work. And I'll give you the tools, and we'll get the distinctions. And you know, what if you uh, have both both energies? Like, yeah, both energies. Because like I relate to some of the stuff that you were saying, where like mm-hmm. I feel like I have male energy, as in like I can really I feed off of his energy. I can walk in a room and I can tell if he's in a bad mood, yep. I stay away from him and I yep. retreat. You know, <laughs> yep. but. But if he's like in a joyful mood, then I'll go up to him and be playful with him and, and what have you. So that's where yep. I feel like, but my husband is in no way feminine energy. He's, he's, mm. he's, he's very much macho. Okay. So I think that we both have that. Well, no, we both have both energies. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it's, it becomes, a, it becomes a, a choice. Like, which do you want to lead with? Which are you more comfortable with mm-hmm. taking? And with that, everything readjusts around that. If you're more masculine, he's going to be more more feminine. And sometimes, and if you slip back into your feminine, you'll see him step up as a masculine. That's the mm-hmm. dance. It's, and it happens right. like energetically, naturally. The, so what it's you, knowing how to read the room. Exactly. And what is it that you want and what you're comfortable with? Like, you know, 
like my wife will take some of the stuff off of me that she's more comfortable with that you might might consider masculine, Mm -hmm. but it works for her and doesn't work for me. So I could acquiesce that to her and vice versa. So there's a lot of deal making within all this, but the overall picture has to be very clear. Who, who wants to acquiesce more and who wants to lead more? So I have a question for you, Andre. Sure, of course. Um, if you have a, a client that comes to you, a single person, and mm-hmm. they are telling you about all of the things that they have tried to um, bring into relationships in their life, and you know, you can clearly see a pattern. Mm-hmm. What are the tools that you give them? Is it, you know, you just talk it through or do you try to give them exercises to work on? Cause I mean, obviously you would clearly see what they continue to do wrong. How right. do you, right. how do you guide someone in so, that situation? All of the above, but I start what I said earlier with, you know, getting their baggage off of them. It's like, so for, for most women, for most women, my clients anyway, who were stuck in the masculine, there's always a, some kind of injury in childhood. Mm. There's always something, right? There's like in, in, no daddy, bad daddy, alcoholic daddy, or, Mm-mm. you know, ball breaking. Well, you have to mom ball, your mom. Right, ball, ball busting mom who, who broke his balls. So if he, if he was in there, period, right? So like there's a setup. Sometimes there's like, Abuse, all kinds of abuse, physical, sexual, emotional, that's that's a, a huge injury for the feminine, right? So what happens is when a little girl has been injured on some level in childhood, she doesn't feel safe, right? If she doesn't feel safe, she doesn't have the protection. I call it the daddy umbrella. Like daddy, mm. daddy energy is supposed to make her feel safe as a little girl so she could grow into her feminine. But if that doesn't exist or he's not safe – she has to protect herself, so she doesn't get to grow into her feminine. So that becomes a masculine woman just for safety. But that's nature again; it just kicks in. So she has to protect herself at four years old, five, six, seven, eight, nine, because no one's here to protect her. So she becomes masculine just by default to survive. It's, it's a great design. It's a great reflex, even natural reflex or defense mechanism. However, when you get to be an adult, now you can't connect with men. Now you like you have a wall around you. You yourself protector. You're the man, and then it's impossible for my clients to be vulnerable to let men lead, to let men be, to let it like to let go of control. And now again, if, if you want a masculine man who does what men do, provide, protect, give, takes care of you, cherish, love, da 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 da, you have to let him. But these women can't let go. So that so that's what we start. We start with finding out exactly the injury and when we take it off the nervous system from there i have exercises and practices throughout the week to desensitize that little, that, that 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 injury if you want because the the process will take it off 50 percent, and then you have to kind of kind of work with it as you go for a couple of months sometimes more sometimes less so we start there so you know find the injury remove the injury practice something else and then practice a whole different understanding of men and understand what a masculine man looks like. And so the exercise is to go into the world and asking for help from men, which is very hard for a masculine woman, a little help at the store. Excuse me, can you help me reach this? Sure. You know, anything else you need? And you watch the guy puff up because when men help, they feel like heroes. That's what they want to feel. That's, that's instinct. So when you've never seen that because you never had a daddy or You've never had daddy energy, the nurturing part of man that you don't see at work, but you see at home. If you've never seen that, I practice them that practice them into seeing this out in the world one step at a time. And so they start becoming a little more vulnerable and a little more vulnerable. And now they start seeing men for really who men are. And the beauty of that, as opposed to the strange things, the penis that we don't understand. You know what I mean? So it's it's <laughs> it's a practice. It's a practice. It's fantastic because in a few months they completely sort of understand things differently and you, you watch them relax because it's very stressful to be the masculine all the time on the female body, right? Like your shoulders are by your ears all the time. You, you, you're tight. Your energy's tight. You know, you create often more anxiety than warmth when you show up. You know what I mean? Like that kind of right. stuff. But then when you understand, when you really get to see men, again, maybe the first time some of my clients have never really met a man. They've always been dealing with boys and they think that's men. When they actually meet one and get to experience that and the, the, the warmth, loving energy, you know, nurturing part of men, 
who just want to help and provide and then feel more manly because of you. Again, all instinctual stuff. No manip- no manipulation needed. Women kind of go, ah, they kind of, they watch their bodies relax, their faces changes, you know, and all of a sudden they, they and then when I teach them what works with men, do this and see what happens. And then, oh, 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 they're just learning to dance. And now, now, now it's fun because now they can get on the dance floor and be a woman with a man type thing with all the ins and outs. So it's really, really satisfying and fun. And what about if you have a male client who's a boy? How do yep. you what do you how do you unpackage that? Yeah, no. So good question. Thank you. So in my world, there's three types of men. There are boys, there are guys, and there are men. So boys in my world are also come from being injured as children at some level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. The same way a little girl doesn't feel safe, can't grow into a feminine. A, little, a boy who's been abused, who's been touched when he was little, who's who's beat up or had no male role models that he's been run over by his mom who tried to make him a sweet boy <laughs> don't 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 know don't learn how to become men they don't they can't step into their manhood so they stay soft and feminine <coughs> so sorry i'm sorry excuse me so that's an injury as well however from my perspective it's i'm sure it's possible but i've never seen a boy come back from that if they get to be you know beyond their teenage years. It becomes, they're actually very righteous about it. They, they claim they're better men. You know, they're sweeter men. They support women in every way. They support women being feminist and go girl. And then you go to work and you get that job because that's what makes them feel comfortable because you do all the work. They, they empower you to be more masculine because they get, they get the benefit of children. Like again, it's inverted. <clears throat> so in my world, a boy, eh, almost hopeless completely. A guy mm-hmm. is kind of in between. A guy is in between. A guy is masculine enough. Like my definition of a guy is they have jobs, little jobs. They have cars, little cars. You know, they manage life. They have a couple of roommates. Like, you know, they work. They pay for their bills. And they're masculine enough to make their lives work. But when it comes to women, they lose it completely. They've been shamed out of being masculine. So they don't, they don't, they're not assertive. They don't go after women. They let women come to them. Or they'll say, you know, if they manage to... <clears throat> ask you out which is hard for them they're very insecure with women they're good in most ways but with women again they, they were taught to never be assertive with women to never lean on women to never make them uncomfortable to never so they become so overly polite is the way i want to put it that they they'll say stuff to a girl that they date like so where do you want to go for dinner so like what kind of movie do you want to see like they put everything on you because they don't want to be impolite or lean on you except in it loves dynamic when he puts it on you now you're the masculine again do you know what i mean and so i teach women if you meet a guy again they're masculine enough but with a little guidance and if you put it back on him i'm not comfortable making you know picking the restaurants i you know i I, i'd rather you do it and let me know you know i just don't want sushi but i'll go anywhere you pick i'm happy to just go wherever you pick put it back on him and he goes oh like on a man, on a guy, he will get the, oh, this woman likes me to take the charge. This woman likes me to lead. This woman wants, which keeps her in her feminine. And then also like the man shows up. And very quickly, they could grow into that guy who becomes a man. So again, it's a cultural thing a lot of times. Sometimes it's their upbringing, but they're not injured. You know what I mean? Right. Where, and, and a man, the third one, is just a man. A man knows what he wants and he goes for it. So he'll go right up to you go never seen you before there's something about you i think there's some i'd like to get to know you uh can i have your number and maybe go for coffee that's a man <laughs> he goes right for you and is decisive and he'll make the plan he'll tell you when he'll tell you when to meet them meet him there and he'll try to pick you up but in the beginning you won't because you don't know him right but a man a man knows what he wants and he goes for it there's no mistake in a man because they're they're men and the thing with men for you ladies is because they're so Manly, you'll find yourself going uh, there's a little scary, right? There's a little scary. Right? <laughs> I was going to say, do we? We're, we're programming them to think that they're creeps, <laughs> right? And but the, the the real men don't really think that way. They so it's interesting in men that are men, and they they're they're proud of who they are, right? A, a man a man gets to be a man because he kind of built his own character. He went up to life. He went up to his fears. He goes after 
his right. dream. His, you know what I mean? So he has a, a good man. This is what boys don't do. A good man got to be a good man because he went after his life, built his character, built the future as a plan, you know, pushes through life. It's not easy, but he pushes and it makes him feel powerful. That builds his confidence, right? So there's a ton of goodies to that. So they don't question themselves. They know who they are, right? The problem right. with my clients sometimes is when they meet a man and they start questioning his character, he has like zero patience for that. Like mm -hmm. zero patience and he's, he's going to take, spend zero time trying to prove that he's a good guy. He's going to literally just go, okay, see ya. You know what I mean? Right. But I understand if you've been around boys, you'll be suspicious. But I'm telling you, so there's a whole different, when you get to identify, this is the second thing we do with my clients. After removing the baggage, I teach them how to spot a guy, a, a boy, a guy and a man in the world quickly and actually they start like discerning them with their own circle with their friends and and all of a sudden like oh so when you know when not to who not to get involved with there's no problem like with you know what i mean if you know to stay away from guy boys stay away from boys you never get manipulated lied to or stolen from a guy you could play with and you'll see it's a little bit of work but it's often worth it a lot of them are really good a man Oof, you have to learn to bring him down. <laughs> okay, you know, because men are big, again, testosterone. So men are big, men are loud, men are controlling, men are over the top. Men will run you over, you know what I mean? They don't know they're doing it, honestly, but it's un often uncomfortable. And this is why I teach the communication to ask for adjustment. Because these guys are, these are guys are the ones who do everything right. These are the men who want wives and children right this is they built their lives for that purpose so but they're big so you have to like babe thank you but a little too much i'm uncomfortable oh what do you mean like there's a way to do this and because a good man wants you to be happy so when you ask appropriately or respectfully is the word you tap into his instinct to fix and be a hero and he's happy to do it so when women say men don't change that's not true a man who cares for you will actually adjust for you. You have to kind of know the language. Mm. A, a boy will not. A boy is narcissistic and they'll put it back on you. You're too sensitive. No, it's not your fault. You got to stop. Doing, you know, they'll put it on you. So this is how you know instantly who not to dance with. So that's the first, the second thing that I teach my customers. So you don't get stuck with potential big trouble. That was like a mouthful. That's, yeah, that's interesting. I, like I yeah. mean, I'm, I have, I'm a mom of three boys and I probably should have come to you when I was raising the the two older ones so that I didn't fuck them up, but, mm. uh, excuse my language, but, um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're told as moms to try and, you know, guide our sons to be more sensitive and to yep. be more polite. And, you know, I haven't really shown my sons that they need to go out and be hunters. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've been more like, no, you don't talk to a girl that way. And right. you need to, you know, so it's, it's interesting. Maybe, maybe, um, you can take on clients, uh, moms so that we could raise our sons. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's a big part of my work. I mean, I, I, you know, I do women, I do men, I do couples, you know, and I do like a child rearing. <clears throat> I actually have a book that I'm writing about this because I raised two children in a different style that I was raised and what's seemingly out there that turned out fantastic. So now that I know, because they're 21 and 18, 19, whew, that I know what I like, it worked. So like my whole theory, opposite of the way I was raised, works. So I think that's important. So, and wow. you raise you raise a boy completely differently. You raise a girl. That's another thing that you know we don't have on our radar. Right. That's that why purpose. having that balance in your relationship can also yeah. work with children. Yeah. So it, interesting enough, you know, like a boy needs his mother till the age of 10. But a little girl needs a mother about till the age of 8. Because little girls mature faster. They just do. But from that step, that, that place on, we're supposed to be, I want to say normal, but what's normal, right? But what's, what's, what's ideal is then for boys and girls that past eight and 10, daddy takes over. Daddy shows them the word of the world. Daddy shows them what's appropriate. Daddy says, you can't wear that miniskirt to school. You're 13. Mm -hmm. you know I mean? like, daddy teaches the little girl. and the, So he rolls model for the boy. And boys kind of know what to be a good man looks like. Obviously, if the guy's a good man. 
But you know, what I mean? so boy needs the need the role model. The little girl needs the guidance from daddy. But it's later. So nurturing, mothering, and all that stuff is essential more for them when they're little, typically. And if you look at all androgynous tribes around the world from the from the beginning of times, that's always the way they do it. The Indians would take the the the, the ten year old boys, like the rite of passage. They would, in the middle of the night, have a ritual where all the men would actually pull the 10-year-olds out of their mother's arms in the middle of the night, scare the life out of them, walk them two miles out into the woods and dump them there, and they had to find their way back to camp on their own at 10. Mm. And and the funny, and they would, they would actually booby trap the trail back, you know, somehow they didn't make it too difficult, but they, they were alone in the woods, <laughs> making their way back home, crying. And they booby trap them all the way, like just throw stuff at them and injure them a little bit and scare the life out of them. But by the time they got back to the camp or the the tribe, all the men, not the women, the women were in the tents. All the men would welcome them into manhood, and that was a rite of passage. And also, and then from that moment on, the boys, the men, would take on raising a man, being role models, teaching him how to hunt, teaching him tools, teaching him. To be, you know, productive, to, teaching him to be a good guy, because we need men have to teach young men the appropriate amount of strength to use. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like it takes a man to teach a man how to be a man. A, a woman will naturally, like you just said, will tend to make him sweet and soft and sensitive. They get stuck there. It's a terrible man. Like it's a guy who can't handle his life very much. The boy. Right. All right, so it needs a man not only to role model after, but to teach him the appropriate amount of strength to use. Like me dancing with my wife, I don't want to hurt her, but I could if I'm not aware. Do you know what I mean? So that's what men do. We need men to raise young men to be good men and teach them all the values, accountability, integrity, honor, team, you know, team stuff, like team being part of a team, being part of a, a, a system. Right, working together—that's all. We need men to teach young men to do this. When you don't have a father, and you go to school, and it's all women. You know, mostly teachers. Like, like, there's what? How do like, the boys get lost? And then they're they're anxious, and you see this everywhere out there. Wow! Did that just go off? <laughs> <laughs> this—I mean—I find that like fascinating and disturbing all at the same time, and so it's. It's we know what works best, and in our culture, a lot of stuff that we do is against that, and it's gonna there's gonna be a price to pay for that later, mm-hmm. and I, I think you've seen all over already. I do. Yeah. Ooh, did we get 100%, heavy? Yeah. Ooh, got heavy. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> our engineer Phil wants us to ask you: What are the different categories of women? Oh, interesting. So okay, so you got boys. <laughs> Guys, men, and actually, I have a fourth one. So, boys, guys, men, gentlemen. The flip side is a lady on top, a woman underneath, right? A girl, number three, and at the bottom is a chick. <laughs> <laughs> so, a chick is like a boy, right? She's sort of like doesn't know who she is, sort of like goes like the wind, you know, it's, it's, it's stuck in the hookup, hookup culture and doesn't really know who she is and goes sort of like everyone sort of tells her who to be and really has no sense of herself. You see what I'm saying? Like chicks, chicks, like no va- low value, you know, they can be trashy sometimes, they, you know, whatever. They try to get it, they try to get men by, with attention, right? Dressing appropriately, thinking that attention will give him affection, never does. You get that one part of him interested. That's it. So that's a chick. A girl is kind of caught up in between, where she knows how to be a woman, but the culture kind of just like a boy, like a like a guy, like knows how to be a woman, but like you know, her friends are like, come on, girl, get yours, you know, that, you know, and sort of like most both masculine and feminine, trying to be cool, but knows that there's nobody working for her, but kind of gets caught up in it. A woman is a woman who knows who she is. She has clean boundaries for herself. She says she knows when to say no. She knows when to say, that's not going to work for me. Thank you so much. She knows, you know what I mean? She knows who she is. And I call it the queen energy. She could say, she knows, she's very aware of what she brings into her realm, right? So she's with a smile and kindness to say, yeah, no, I don't know. And that's not going to work for me. And at the same time, we'll say, sure, 
Like she, she, she invites and pushes people out of her realm, but it's gentle. It's like a queen. It's soft. There's no, you know what I mean? There's no man energy there. Make sense? And of course, the lady is the, the, the top on top of that. Because you could be a woman, not be a lady. You could be a gentleman. You could be a man, not be a gentleman. The, the lady top part is like, how do you really lead your life through your feminine more? Because being a lady, it brings everybody out. Like when you're warm, feminine, and radiant, right? And a lady, and you lead with this, men are fascinated by you. Men see you. You come on the radar. Even other women will work as you. So, they're so lovely today, right? There's an energy, energy to this that's attractive. Children who come around, animals come to you, right? You, it's this, <laughs> this magnetic. It's magnetic. So it's woman plus is what I call it. So a lot of women, a friend of mine said to me, like her friends are all kind of caught between chicks and girls. And she's like, girl, if you want to get, find yourself a man, <laughs> you know, you got to start acting like a lady. Mm-hmm. And it's true, like you know, you want you want to attract a gentleman, act like a lady, right? Like cursing, not so ladylike, right? Walking like a you know with legs apart, not so ladylike. And there's, there's, <laughs> like, there's all kinds of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like the way you dress, the way you carry yourself, the way you speak, the way you communicate, the way you bark or not. You know, blah 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 blah. So it's an interesting. Uh, but again, it's energy coming out of you that has, has an effect on everyone around you. Your environment, your world could change when you tune in how you show up. It's, it's true for everyone, but mm-hmm. it's really fascinating to watch people develop that part and like watch the entire dynamics with relationship men and other people change. So, wow. It's okay. Well, yeah. That is heavy, huh? That's yeah. a lot of stuff, huh? <laughs> but it's, yeah, this is my work and I watch it. Thank you for the day. therapy session. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, and I have a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. And so how again, do people find you, Andre? Um, well, I have funnels out there. So people find me all over the place. But if you want to get a hold of me from here, my website is projectequinox.net. Equinox, E-Q-U-I-N-O-X. You, know, you understand the Equinox is the perfect place between day and night mm-hmm. so yes. equine, so see men and women by balance that's what i'm talking about so project equinox.net and i offer everybody listening who's curious you guys as well you know you could go on my calendar uh on the website or you could go directly to andregroupcoaching.com andregroupcoaching.com it's another link that's easy to remember that'll take you right to my calendar you book a call for an hour it's called an exploratory call and we discuss what is it that you know, it's not working. What is it that, what's the dream? And how do I help you get there? So it's a That's conversation. Awesome. Yeah, it's a conversation. It's on me for anybody listening. And we typically in that call, it's an amazing call because you'll, we'll get to that place of your injury. We'll get to the baggage part right, right there. So even if you don't end up jump, jumping in, doing a program or group coaching with me, that call itself is super valuable. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that this has been great. Thank you so much, Andre. No, thank you, ladies. It's, Do you have an ahead. Instagram handle? Yeah, Instagram is at Relation Dynamics. Relation Dynamics. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And uh, Facebook Project Equinox. Project Equinox with another parody. Um, I have actually also for you ladies listening. I have a private group that you have to you know you have to like. It's called Dating and Relationship Insights. Um. So if you research it, you'll find it. There's a few of them, but I'm the one with a there's a couple hugging, more of a light white background type thing. So you just go apply it, and you can just click on to be accepted because it's a private group. So it requires nothing but ask, you know, answering three questions, and I post on there every day. So it's a way to get into the work and what I'm up to. And I, I have you know I do live stuff. I do hour training for free on there. It's all free, but it's a way to get invest in, involved and start kind of learning some of these things and uh, be part of a community because the women, the women that are around me and the women that are my customers, the women that come out of the other side of this, it's really amazing because they they become role models for the women who have been stuck in their masculine. Maybe we don't mm. understand men. They become role models. So the community is getting to be amazing because these women are incredible because they kind of get it all. They get themselves. They get the dynamics. They get men. They get their place in the world. They get how to be 
like using their power from a different angle, which is much more in line with their body. So they feel better. They're happier. I mean, it's just, so these women are beacon beacons. And so jump, jump, jumping in the group is in a way to sort of, you know, dip your toes in and be part of that. Um, and I guess I give you content regularly. It's not going to change your life, but it's a way to get in the conversation. That's lovely. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us and having this conversation with us. Anytime. 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 We could do it again if you want. There's plenty of layers layers and layers and layers, you know, uh, with this that, uh, I mean, I'll never, like your husband, I'll never stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that does it for this episode of Honest AF Show. Barb, I think we learned a couple tricks, don't you? Oh my goodness, you know me. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole now and I'm going to have to research all of this. I'm going to be on all Andre's websites and signing up for groups and communities and classes. I've got a lot of work to do. (laughs) All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode of Honest AF Show, please let us know that and give us a review. Hit us up on our socials. If you have any products or subjects that you want us to tackle, let us know. Hit us up on all of our socials. Honest AF Show is Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. HonestAFShow.com is our website. And until next time, take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye, everybody. We obviously need to do a disclaimer here. So we want you to know. We are not doctors or experts by any stretch of the imagination. We are just a couple of gals that are looking for magical products, procedures, and experiences. And in our quest, we will share our honest as fuck opinions with you. So please make sure before you try anything we talk about that you know your own restrictions and do so at your own risk. Do not blame us for any of your issues. We're just experimenting too.